Welcome to the Resilience Report, where each week we share the latest on companies engaging in inspirational solutions for our planet and engage with ecopreneurs and lighthouse leaders disrupting the respective industries in pursuit of better, more resilient business. I'm your host, Florence Scott. Thank you for joining me as we dive into this week's report. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another solo episode of the Resilience Report. Today, we're going to talk about two words that we hear quite often in the business space, especially when we start talking about environmental responsibility. And the reason I'm bringing them up on the Resilience Report is that there are actually two important considerations that businesses and leaders need to keep in mind as they really pave the way for more sustainable solutions. So the first is that of greenwashing, and the second is newer, and it's called green hushing. To begin, let's look at greenwashing. Probably most people are quite comfortable with this term. It's typically when organizations spend more time and money talking about how green they are than actually applying those practices internally. So you might see certain things. There are a lot of issues around the words we can and cannot use, but you might see some terms such as natural or recycled content or sustainable. And to date, there has been somewhat of a gray zone as to what we can and cannot say. And this can be really frustrating for consumers because when you're trying to do the right thing, you're looking for these organizations to clearly communicate what they're doing so that you can make an informed decision as to what you wish to purchase in terms of a good or service. And I don't always think it's intentional that companies have been doing these greenwashing initiatives. I think sometimes we, and I'm in marketing, I think sometimes we want to tell the potential of what we're talking about. And so what happens is that occasionally companies are talking about their products and services in a way that can maybe hype up what they're doing a little bit more than what is the reality. Governments and regulating bodies are definitely recognizing this issue, that there is a bit of ambiguity. So what we're starting to see now is that by putting in regulations and coming out with guidelines and clear descriptions as to what one can and cannot say, and if ever you do say it, what kind of backing or proof points you do need to have behind it, is really going to help everybody. If you're a company or a leader, and you're trying to figure out how you can responsibly talk about your product and service and how they help reduce the environmental impact, then these guidelines are actually quite welcome. And then at the end of the day, these new greenwashing guidelines, we just saw some of these come out in the European Union with new regulations talking about potential penalties if you're caught greenwashing. And we're seeing the Federal Trade Commission over here in the United States also revisiting the green guides. So with these legislative changes and our governments getting involved in some of those standards and best practices, it does ultimately allow those companies who are doing well to outshine those that maybe are just spending more time and money on the messaging than actually looking internally and making sure that they're taking the necessary steps to reduce their environmental impact. So that's on the greenwashing side. At the end of the day, I would just say that I think the new regulations coming in, what we're working on, will really help everybody. Yes, it's going to be a little bit more challenging at times 
when we're trying to navigate, especially as marketers, what we can and cannot say. However, at the end of the day, it's going to help those businesses who are truly making an impact rise up and stand out. And it's going to help us as consumers make more educated, wise decisions as to where we're spending our money. So greenwashing on one side, and then I talked about this other concept called green hushing. This is relatively new, at least to me. And when I read it the other day, I thought that's actually a great description because of point one, this concept of greenwashing. We're actually seeing the flip side right now. And that is where as companies and as leaders, we're actually a little bit reluctant to share what we are doing from the environmental side, even if we're seeing good progress, because we're scared that it's going to be labeled as greenwashing. We are seeing this certainly with some of the larger organizations. If you're very visible, whether that's to consumers or investors, you're probably already very mindful as to what you can and cannot say. The green hushing really kicks in when you are taking the right steps and instead of helping share and promote and celebrate and potentially even inspire others, you actually just view it as safer not to say anything. And I don't think that's the right solution either. So my real hope is that with these new anti-greenwashing regulations coming in, that we will all get greater clarity. I often joke that when it comes to sustainability, we're at this phase of the wild, wild west right now, where we're all trying to navigate it, even those of us with the best intentions. So by having some guidelines, basic practices, even some just normalized terminology so that we're all speaking the same language, is really going to help those of us who are trying to have a positive impact tell the story in a meaningful and trustworthy way. For those of us who are perhaps feeling like we have to engage in a certain degree of green hushing so as to avoid greenwashing, I think that this is a very normal experience. But I do see light at the end of the tunnel with some of the greater clarity that is coming on an international scale as to how we can effectively talk about our environmental impact. So again, this is just a quick little solo episode to tackle two terms that are certainly everywhere for those ecopreneurs and lighthouse leaders trying to navigate how we can and cannot talk about our environmental impacts. I hope this was helpful. If you would like me to discuss any other terms that are quite common in our industry and our business practices, just let me know and I would be happy to dive right in. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Resilience Report. If you would like to hear and see more, be sure to check out at the Resilience Report on YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until we connect again, remember, even on the darkest of days, we all have the opportunity to be a lighthouse for others as we collectively pursue better, more resilient business. 